0: Late 2022, I got to the point of if I really believe in what I'm doing, I need to cut ties where I'm at and go
1: all in. Welcome to the Local Leader Podcast, highlighting businesses and the leaders who are shaping Northeast Indiana. Well, today I'm here with Brian Biedenbach from Summit City Studios. Thanks for joining me for the inaugural episode. This is the inaugural episode. It is. I actually have a couple interviews lined up, but you are the first, and so I think this will probably be the the one that kicks it all off. I'm honored. I'm man, I was excited to be here in the first place, but now shoot. So it's okay. a lot of pressure. I mean, really
0: got to bring it, you know. And so, okay, so here's here's the thought. Like I I talk on my podcast a lot that nobody listens to your first couple of episodes. So maybe you're slotting me in here. So just like, we'll get this out of the way and then we'll get to the good stuff. That's Is that
1: absolutely it? not the reason. <laughs> in fact, I put out a sort of a, Intro episode, yeah, just to kind of get that out of the way, okay, so that perfect. hopefully people would listen to the real episode. Okay, perfect. You know? so perfect. Okay, then I'm then that. I'm back to being honored. Being, good, good. I'm glad. That's where we want you to be. Start out by telling us a little bit about your business.
0: Yeah, so my business is called Summit City Studios. I'm a podcast producer, podcast editor. I create podcasts and video content. So, yeah, that's what my my business is. Is focus on primarily audio. Uh, editing and production for podcasts. So really, uh, it it started when, you know, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts, right? And we'll get more into that story a little bit later. But I listened to a lot of podcasts, and I recognized that I quit listening to ones that I had listened to for years because their audio quality was terrible. They they didn't like increase the quality as they went. Yeah. And some of the newer ones, the the quality was great. So my business really is focused on helping podcasters that want to get their content out there sound good. And my tagline really is bad audio
1: ruins good podcasts. It's so true, man. Uh, so what I love about that just at the very beginning is that you saw a need, you had identified something where there was a need and then went after it. Right. And that's very cool. So I believe your pre- the business is pretty new, correct? It is. So I launched in October of 21. Uh, and just went full-time in November of 22. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about that process. I mean, you talked about the need that you identified that got you moving in that direction, but how did it go from an idea to a business, (laughs) and then what did it look like to get that actually up and going?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So I had started podcasting in 2018 as part of the organization I was with, and knowing nothing, quite honestly. I, I joke with people, and I joke, but it was true that... I bought a couple microphones. I bought the cables. I sat down to my computer and went, okay, how do I plug this in? <laughs> this XLR cable is not going to go into my USB port. <laughs> <it. Right. laughs> There's something I'm missing. So, um, so it went from knowing nothing about podcasting when I started to really developing a love for it, right? And so the more I did it, I started getting phone calls from people going, hey, we listened to your podcast. I was part of a, a national organization at the time, and I was producing a podcast for our local chapter of that organization, but it started getting picked up by other local chapters across the country and even uh, around the world. And so I started getting phone calls from people saying, hey, we listen to your podcast, we'd like to do something similar in our area, can you help us? And again, it went from knowing nothing to now helping other people start podcasts um, on, on different, various scales, right? And so anyway, as I got into it, I started learning how to mix the sound. I started learning how to use different software to, to really, and, and plugins to really boost the sound, reduce the noise, all that stuff. I got into the technical aspect of yeah. it. And the more I got into the technical aspect of it, the more I really started falling in love with it. So uh, again, helping people start podcasts and now with a, a love and a knowledge of creating high quality sound I thought again. There's a need here, and so I started reaching out to people. Okay. Hey, I listened to your podcast. I've noticed, you know, I probably didn't go about it great. Like I noticed wants that to your hear. sound sucks, yeah.
1: and I'd really like to help you with that. I tried
0: to word it better than that, but I'm certainly, sure. I'm sure. Uh, you know, I didn't get a whole lot of phone calls back or emails back from those sorts of things, but I did start getting more requests from people. Uh, that hey, can you help us? We want to start this. We, I heard from a friend of a friend of a friend, and so it just planted the seed of maybe there's something here. And so I started it on the side, right? I was still working full time at yep. that organization. I was still podcasting there, and uh, so anyway, long story short, I could go on and on. But my role began changing and shifting at our organization. Things started taking off with the business slowly, but they were moving in the right direction. And so I just, I really felt like this was a, a, a place to go. It was a big risk. Yeah. Uh, so I went part-time at my other job uh, for like severely part-time, like 10 hours a week. I okay. cut down from 40 plus hours to 10 hours a week so that I can invest in this business. And uh, man, it was slow. It was a slow process, but the need continued to grow. My name started getting out there more and more to the point where again, late 2022, I got to the point of if I really believe in what I'm doing, I need to cut ties where I'm at and go all in. And again, it was—I tell people it was a leap of faith. It really was, uh, because as soon as I made it, I got calls that week. Wow, of, that I wasn't getting before. Hey, we're ready. What do we need to do? And so by the end of that week, I had two clients. By the end of the next month, I had two more clients, and so now I'm working with six to seven regular weekly
1: clients now uh that are paying the bills which is fantastic (laughs) that is fantastic to get the bills paid so this is something i'm interested we live in an era of the side hustle now i think lots of people are pursuing multiple revenue streams Mm -hmm. sometimes a side hustle is just something i enjoy but i Mm -hmm. can't make enough money at it and so i do that on the side yeah it sounds like you took something that you found a love for and saw a need for there was sort of a side hustle coming out of other things you were doing yeah. and then that developed into a business you mentioned that point you got to where you had to take that leap of faith yeah. and just go for it was there something that flipped that switch for you like why did you do it
0: yeah you know that's a great question i honestly my my faith is a big part of my life yeah. and so that was a big part of it and it was i just had a sense that this is the direction I was being led. Okay. Uh, so that was a big part of it. But honestly, uh, on a kind of practical scale, it was my wife was supportive of it. You know, when she got to the point where she was like, you know, you are most you when you're doing this thing and not so much doing this other thing anymore. Yeah. And so just the recognition of, you know, I was in a mentally better place. I was in a, uh, you know, healthier spot with, Family-wise, because I wasn't worried about hours and projects that I was doing part time, and do I have enough time for it, or will there even be projects? But when I was really investing in in the podcast side of things, my wife was even saying, "This is who you are." Uh, wow, and that's so, huge. Yeah, and so I thought, okay, if she's supportive of this, I'm not crazy. Um, but honestly, I I love feeling like what I'm doing has purpose. Yeah. And I want people. I I love stories. I love hearing people's stories. I love helping people tell their stories. And this was a way for me to get into that uh, more on a full time basis. So the again, the faith, the practicality of my wife being supportive and the the sense of purpose of, hey, so and so has a story to tell. They've got a business they want to share. They've got a product they want to sell. And it's something I can believe in. Yeah, I want to get behind that and help them tell that story. They're struggling. They're yeah. struggling to tell that story. And I have the the skills and the resources and the ability to help them tell that story. And so, um, again, where the place where those three things converged
1: was the moment that I was like, okay, this is it. This is what I'm gonna go all in on. So now you are obviously doing the work of helping people with their podcasts, with yeah. their sound, all that stuff. You've helped me, yeah. <laughs> we, 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 you've helped me dial, dial some things in and get going. Also, you are the the sole owner of a business, right? So you're, right. you've are you got to do all the business stuff too. Yeah. What does a day in the life or a week in the life look like for you right now as someone who's growing a business? Yeah. Uh,
0: it's a challenge. I mean, it's uh, not a lot of sleep currently. Okay. Uh, we're working on that. Uh, and that's probably bad habits too is part of it. But ultimately, man, I've got things pretty dialed in as far as release schedules of the podcasts that I am producing. If anything falls off, it's my own because uh, I want to get things out for my clients on time when they schedule, when they need them. Um, and so there's, a, there's three days a week that I'm heavily invested in editing and post-production of other people's podcasts. Usually a day or two a week that, or parts of a day, parts of two days, potentially that I'm recording myself, either video content for my channel or Audio content for good podcasting that I host. Uh, You know, sometimes it's you know depending on the week and who I'm recording with, it's recording in my studio at home. Sometimes it's grabbing my packing up my gear and driving to a client's office and sitting down and recording with them. So I'm doing that about once a week now. So it's a lot of setup, tear down, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, Yeah, and I I mean that's about it. I need to focus more on generating new business and new clients, you know, that's part of the thing that, uh, I'm learning as I go. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that later, but right now it's really focused on doing things really well for the clients that I have that's setting me up for future success. Okay.
1: Well, let's, let's talk about, kind of talk about that now. I'm curious as you think ahead to your business. So Mm -hmm. obviously you've come a long way from where you started. Right. And like you said, you've got clients and it's paying the bills. Mm hmm. As you look ahead to the next six months or the next year, what do you see as sort of the essential steps of growth or development that your business needs to go through? Yeah, I,
0: I think that for me, it's lead generation. Uh, I've relied on some passive methods of lead generation, word okay. of mouth, uh, social media, but I am working. I've developed a partnership with Sweetwater Sound here in Fort Wayne that has nice. been really fantastic. Uh, they've been great partners to, to work with, I teach podcast courses there. I've got a class coming up in April. Um, I just recently saw my big head on their digital <laughs> billboard. Out hey, that's front. a good thing. It, I, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I've relied on some passive ways to, to generate new leads. Uh, so that's one of the things I need to focus on. So as as projects start wrapping up here, some of the po- podcasts that I'm working on are a series. And so once those are up, I, I, I can't rely on hope that that'll continue. Right. Uh, so I'm working on some some new methods of lead generation now, getting in front of new people. Uh, and, and so that's primary. Yeah. Probably need to well, I, do, I know I definitely need to invest in my systems. Uh, right now, it's, it's me. I know where things are. I know how to find things. I know how to do things. But as I look to hire someone, as I generate more leads and have more podcasts, more clients that we're producing, I need to streamline things. So yep. again, I've got to get it out of my head and get it on paper or on a computer or somewhere where the process is spelled out pretty clearly uh, and I'm working towards that, but that's I
1: think that's one of my next steps. Man, those are huge because I think this is so interesting for other people who maybe have been through starting a business or are thinking about it, yeah. going from what you talked about at the beginning, which was passion. I love this. I see a need. Mm-hmm. People are asking me about it To Man, if I want this to be successful, I need to generate leads. I need to develop organization. Right maybe things that aren't as big of a passion, (laughs) but, but necessary to the growth of a business. So is that, does that feel daunting to you to move into those areas? Are you kind of excited for it or how are you feeling about that?
0: Yeah. You know, a little bit of everything, Yeah, quite honestly, I, I helped develop systems, uh, and my other, uh, my previous gig, I was a trainer. I helped develop leaders. And so I, it's part of who I am, but it doesn't, it's a different arena, yeah. right? So yep. to I know that right now to to take the time to invest in those systems and building my funnel and all that is going to take away from the work that I'm doing too. And so I'm trying to figure out this balance right now, this, this trade-off of yep. the work that needs to be done currently, from setting up the work that will come in the future. And so that's a tension, honestly, that I'm trying to manage and I'm leaning into right now. That is a challenge. It's usually for me, it's been one or the other, and now it's gotta be both. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, that's I, I'm excited about it, but I'm also feeling the wrestle and the tension
1: of it all. Absolutely, that definitely is there. So you talked earlier about how you enjoy helping out people podcasts, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you can get behind, that you can believe in. Tell me tell me a story of something that you've been able to do that you're especially proud of or that you were especially excited to be a part of.
0: Man, there's a few of them. The one that comes to mind right now is I'm working with Eric Wood from NeighborLink here in Fort Wayne. And it's an organization that ultimately they want to take the middleman out of volunteerism. They want to connect the the need with the person that can meet the need mm. without a whole lot of red tape and paperwork. And so I love what they're doing. Um, but Eric has, has started a podcast called uh, Everyday Ordinary, and it's just telling stories of the people that he meets every day in these ordinary places where he's serving, where he's, you know, in the southeast neighborhoods of Fort Wayne, where, you know, places where there's a lot of brokenness, and there's a lot of brokenness everywhere, right yeah. We're in Southwest Fort Wayne and there's a lot of brokenness here as well, but it's it's harder to spot, yep, you know, because of the the affluence potentially in the area that we live in, but um, his desire is to see relationships reconciled, and people come together uh, for for the common good. And so again, that is, you asked about a project that I'm especially proud of. That's just getting started. It's just getting off the ground. We'll see where it goes. Uh, But I'm really enjoying hearing the stories of people who were like, I never trusted, you know, an African-American woman that says, I never trusted a white man before. Mm. And because of this, this, and this, I've learned to trust, and I've learned to, bring, there's been healing. There's been, so those sorts of stories, man, I love. Yeah. And so I'm really, I'm especially proud of that one.
1: It's really great. I mean, with this podcast focusing on Northeast Indiana and business, but if people are interested in the area, that sounds like an awesome podcast for them to go check out as well. Cause for obviously sure. that's stories that are coming out of Fort Wayne that give another perspective on things. Yeah, so right on everyday ordinary, definitely people should go check that out. Well, let's, let's move on. I want to ask you a little bit just briefly about the industry that you're in. So how big is it? Lots of competition. How is it developing? Just I'm interested in, in what the industry looks like.
0: Yeah, you know, it depends on who you talk to. Okay. So, some people will say, you know, podcasting is dying. Um, Video killed the radio star. Video is killing the podcaster, right?
1: YouTube channels.
0: Yeah. And I'm of the opposite bent. I think we're just discovering what podcasts can be. It's only been around for the last 15, 20 years, really, that podcasts have been a thing. And I, I think just even in the last five, we're hearing new genres of podcasts come out. Um true crime podcasts yeah. uh, have blown up. They weren't even a on the a blip on the radar, you know, 10 years ago. And now they're one of the hottest, hottest genres of podcasts because podcasting now is what started as someone sharing some thoughts or whatever, interviewing someone have turned into there's journalistic podcasts out there now. There's there's all sorts of different genres popping up. So I think we're just getting started. There are currently, I think, somewhere, again, depending on who you talk to and where they pull their sources from, anywhere from three and a half million to four and a half million wow. podcasts out there right now. Podcast titles. Now, again, that's a lot of competition, but understanding that I think most recent statistics I've seen are almost 50% of those have less than 10 episodes. Okay. So. And, and I even I dug into that article a little bit more and I laughed because it, it even said like there's a parenthetical statement in that article that said and this doesn't include the podcasts that are out there where someone just says they tap their microphone and go is this on are we recording and then they stop recording and they've uploaded it without even knowing it they're
1: like there's that's hilarious thousands of those that we're oh my not even gosh. counting I want to go right? listen to one just <laughs> to see I
0: what know. it's like I know right Um, so we're counting the legit titles. So a conservative number, three and a half million podcasts out there, almost 50% of those have less than 10 episodes. So while the competition looks daunting, I think there's, there's ways that people can set themselves up for success. Uh, as far as thinking through your content planning ahead, I know you're recording a handful of these before you even put them out there. Seven seems to be the mark. If we can get to Mm. seven, most that get to seven get to 10 and most that get to 10, go on and get to 50, get to a hundred. So okay. thinking through that stuff ahead of time, but because it's such the, the bar is so low for entry. I can record on my phone if I want to, Yep. right? So many people want to do it, but very few think it through and do it well. So the industry, I think that back to your original question is booming, it is growing, but I think uh, again there's a lot of people trying to get into it because they they think I can make some money, I can monetize this or I want to sit down in a in you know in my room and talk with my buddy. It's fun when we have these conversations, but they don't think through the the work that it takes to edit that to make it sound good. Again, which is where I come in, right? Yep. That's there's a lot of them out there that don't sound good either and people get frustrated like why is nobody listening? Why well there's there's the competition is there yep and you got to do you got to put your best foot forward to really succeed
1: yeah i think this is one of the things that interests me about the business that you're doing i'm sure there are some some others out there that do similar things but how you're bringing together the technical side and the sound Mm. with that sense of planning and development because i can see someone focusing on either one of those but they both do feel very important to having a podcast that over time is interesting and people would want to listen to. So I I love how you bring those two together.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, I just got up before we recorded this, I got off the phone with a a potential client. We're having a consultation phone call and we were thinking through, I was talking to him about both of those, like who's your audience and what are you recording with? Whatever. And he's got this thing planned out. He's got a list of 100 people that he's going to contact to interview. He said, even if I get 50, I've got a year's worth of content, right? right. So I've got this planned out. I've got my questions planned out. I got my intake form. But I don't know the first thing about a microphone or what I record into and how to edit. So we shifted our focus from, you got your content. Let's talk about how to actually get it out there.
1: I I love that. And it gives you multiple ways to be able to interact with someone, too, which is probably good for your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to just switch back for a couple minutes here to this idea of starting a business. Again, I think in any business, there are things that other business owners or business leaders can relate to, right? Regardless of the industry. But I think this area of entrepreneurship is an important one. Mm -hmm. Um, Business is something that solves problems. Like you said, it identifies needs and it solves problems and it can be really beneficial for communities. But starting a business isn't necessarily easy either. In fact, I would say it's pretty difficult. So I'm curious if there are, maybe this is stuff you knew ahead of time, but maybe it's stuff that now looking back, you would say, here are one or two things that have been really key for me that I would want other people to know if they're thinking about starting a business.
0: Yeah. You know, I, it's a learning curve for me, right? Yeah. always told people that I'm not an entrepreneur and I never want to be the boss and here I am um, both of those things right so because I didn't really care to be in this position I never really invested in learning business models and marketing skills and um, and whatnot but I one of the things that I would say is I, one of the reasons that I've succeeded in many of the things that I have done in the past is I don't want to do things like anybody else like I want to do them the way that I see, like I can see a need. I I might not be perfect, but I can bring a solution that the, that you're not going to bring, or I can bring a solution that someone else isn't going to bring to the table. And I've learned to trust that more and more. And so, uh, again, I don't know that that's a great piece of advice, but I've just I've carried that with me into starting a business and said, you know, I don't know all the best business practices, and I'm going to learn them. I'm going to figure them out. But in the meantime. I'm going to be me and I'm going to lean into spaces where the thing that got me here is the thing that's going to carry me through this. And so uh, things like the way I treat clients, the way that uh, my communication skills, I think, have carried me so t- so far, yeah. have c- have carried me to a point where people... I I can communicate ideas. I can help people like take their idea and put it to paper. And so if I can lean into those things that have made me successful to this point, I believe they'll carry me forward. Now, again, the business systems and the lead generation and the marketing, those are all things I'm learning. And I would love advice on those. I I don't know that I can give advice on those other than to, to always be learning. Yeah. Always be learning. So I, jumped onto to youtube to create some video content knowing nothing again knowing nothing about that Um, but i'm finding a lot of traction now that i've leaned in i've tried to learn and try and try and do you know follow the best practices for creating video content just like i do for creating audio podcasts and it's gotten me in front of more people so i have conversations with people all over the world now uh, zoom conversations hey i saw one of your videos i've got some questions can, can wow. we email back and forth? And it's, no, let's get on a Zoom call. Exactly. I don't know that everybody's going to do that. And I don't know that everybody has the time, but that's who I am. I want to talk to you face-to-face if I can and build my client base that way. So be you, if I could summarize it, yeah. be you and always be learning something new
1: that's going to help you progress in your, in your industry. Man, I love those. And Part of what I love about the BU one is, I mean, sometimes in our culture, people say be yourself, whatever, but usually it doesn't mean a lot. But in this case, I think there's something really powerful about pushing into your strengths. The reality is mitigating our weaknesses is something that we have to do over time, but it also takes a lot more energy. And even when we mitigate them, we can maybe be uh, competent, but not great. Yes. So the things that you know you're good at, those are the things you can be great at. And to lean into those on the front end. I mean, I was just thinking if there was someone else who was really good at sales, well, maybe that's what you lean into on the front end. And then you got to figure out customer care and you got to figure out communication. So that feels like a really, if somebody's going to make it as an entrepreneur, there are things they have to do that they're not going to want to do. Right. But it probably will rest on their strengths being enough to get it going on the front end. So I love that. And the learning piece too, this is not groundbreaking, but just the availability of information now. Right. It's like you don't have to go to college to learn whatever it is you need to learn. Right. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff you can just look up and it's yes. at your fingertips. Everything
0: I've learned about podcasting has been YouTube or just listening and being a student of listening to other people's podcasts and learning the dynamics of their conversation and why does this sound better than this? And so learning about compression and mixing and, and all that stuff, right? It's It's been all on my own learning.
1: Yep. It's great that we can do that. And honestly that's part of the hope of doing this podcast is is the stories and just getting that out there the impact that's being made but also that along the way all of us who are involved in business in some way can learn from each other just right by on. listening too. So right on. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap up with five questions. Okay. And these are, are just quick answers. Okay. Again, kind of focused on our area here I'll do in my Northeast best. Indiana.
0: I've not given you a short answer
1: yet. But. I mean, well, <laughs> it's a podcast, man. We're not looking for short answers overall. That's why, that's why there's just five quick questions at the end for that. So, all right. So the first one is how long have you lived in Northeast Indiana?
0: I've lived in Northeast Indiana since 2003.
1: And has that been, this isn't one of the questions, but has that been Fort Wayne the whole time? It has been Fort Wayne okay. the whole time. I've lived in two different houses about a mile from each other. Awesome. Here in Fort so Wayne. 20 years in Fort Wayne. Awesome. What is your favorite thing to do in the area? Uh, man, my
0: favorite thing to do, honestly... Is to the the soccer community in town here. I love awesome. My kids play. I love playing, and but I get hurt every time I play now. Um, so <laughs> oh, it's I'm, bad when that I'm starts still, happening. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still searching for that next thing. But um, the the sports community, I love. My kids all play, and
1: so I'm always on a field or on a court somewhere. That's awesome. That's so huge. When our kids were younger, that was a big deal too. So yeah. that's great. What is your favorite local restaurant? Favorite local restaurant... Gosh, I, my family eats at Culver's all the time. They're not
0: local, but Eh. man, that's where we go. That's kind of our (laughs)
1: go-to. The reality is, even if it's a chain and it's not only local, it still is local because it's here, right? It is. It is.
0: I do like, I don't get there enough, but I do like some of the the restaurants down on the landing. Um, Yeah. I've been to Mercado a couple times, uh, so I'll go with that one as a local.
1: All right, but Culver's number one, and then the (laughs) others come after that. Got it. (laughs) What is a local business that has made your life better? Just daily life.
0: Yeah, so I'll say our mechanic that we go to. Uh, Tom Steel Tire and Auto has been fantastic for us. Um, I, as Again, as I get older and my body doesn't hold up on the soccer field, as my cars get older and they don't hold up driving down the road, they've kept us moving. So I, I really appreciate that, that business.
1: That's awesome. Is there one thing that you would say you especially appreciate about them yeah you know everybody questions mechanics right for Um, sure you know
0: does this really need to be done so at the first time our first experience there we had a problem with my wife's car it was going to be you know four or five hundred dollars we took it there for a second opinion and they said yeah it can be done but it's more of an annoyance. Nothing is going to like it's not going to fall off. Your tire's not going to split. Your you'll be fine. We'll fix it if you want it. And yes, that price is it. Where the other place was telling us, "No, this is this is dire." It's huge. Um, and we said, "Okay, well, we'll just deal with the annoying sound. What do we owe you?" And they said, "Well, nothing. We didn't do anything." Wow. Right? We just looked at it. And I thought, "Okay, you've got my business." That's huge, man. That <laughs> a good mechanic
1: definitely makes your life better. So that's awesome. And the last question, who is a local Leader, you would like to hear on this podcast?
0: Yeah, you know, I mentioned him earlier, um, Eric Wood from NeighborLink. It's not a business; it's a non for profit. But the the things you know, you have got to manage, you know, your money. You've got to manage people. They've got a team of people they train, and uh, so he's one that I would say, man, I'd love to he- have him share his story. Yeah. a little bit on here.
1: Okay, that's awesome. Well, Brian, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, and before we end, just and I'll put this in the, in the description and everything, but just if people want to find you, mm-hmm. what are the best ways for them to find you and what you're, you're doing? Yeah. So I'm on socials at summit
0: city studios, all one word summit city studios. You can find me on my website, Summitcitystudios.com. That'd probably be the easiest way to reach out to me. Send me a message on Instagram or an email at Brian at summit Thanks a
1: lot, man. Uh, Best of luck as you keep taking the next steps with your business and appreciate you coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. You can find more information about the businesses featured on this podcast in the show description. Please rate and review the podcast. And if you'd like to reach me, you can do that by emailing Trevor at LeafCG.com.